Okay, good morning everyone. So, we're trying to figure out Isi. Uh, there's Rabbi Isi, I guess. I wonder if that's short for Yasi. Isi. Um, but, at uh, any rate, um, we're actually the... Um, we're going through the mitzvahs that don't apply to women. And uh, we mentioned that all negative mitzvahs typically apply to women, except there are always exceptions. And we went through the three exceptions. We're in the middle of that. Uh, but Isi added a fourth. He said women are allowed to make... How do you like that? Women are lucky. They, they don't have to do all the... You know, they, get to make, they get to make the bald spots. If they really want, that's a, they uh, Torah didn't forbid them to make the bald spots. So they get a big perk. So the, the women, they, they're allowed to, if they really want to, they can make the bald spots, according to Isi. So even though uh, men have that prohibition, they're forbidden to pluck out uh, their hair, the women are permitted. Uh, so the question was, how did Issy arrive at that uh, conclusion? So um, the basic thing is there, it says, you are sons of the Almighty. So it's, it sounded like it was only speaking to men, not necessarily to women. That was part of the question. And there's another set of verses that also talks about the B'nai Aaron. And so that implies that only to the sons of Aaron, not to the daughters of Aaron. That was part of the, that's really the discussion we're having. Uh, so again, uh, we're going in, the Mishnah listed negative things. Women are allowed to cut their payas. They don't have to have the side locks. They're allowed <coughs> to cut their beard if they have a beard. And if they're the daughters of Kohanim, they're allowed to become impure. And then Issi added a new thing. Uh, the love of uh, making a bold spot, uh, uh, they're allowed to do. Now, uh, we mentioned, like I said, the Gemara brought the Pasuk, Banim Atem Lashem Elokeichem, that was the Banim Velobanos, sons and not daughters. That was the basic first explanation in Isi. Uh, we mentioned it's a little confusing because there's actually three different prohibitions. There's, uh, there's making gnashes, I think, which is, I always envision that like, putting the nails in and going, you know, like that. And then the Morris talked about a shrita and a gedida. That's like a, a gnash and a, and a scratch, or the was it the same thing, or was it two separate things? It depends on how you learn the Pusik. Uh, let's go to the top of today's page, 36a. Uh, Baye says, isi. Uh, the reason for isi is, um, you may notice I'm trying to be a drop quieter during Shimon Esrei. I believe got the message that... Uh, that uh, they're trying to concentrate, so that's a good thing. So, um, he learns out that uh, the Pusik, there's a separate Pusik only talking to Kohanim about making bald spots. Um, sometimes this was only done by the religious people, the, you know, the morning rites, and so specifically by Kohanim, they're warned not to do that. Uh, but it says, and just like over there, it says very clearly, sons of Aaron, so also here, Nashim Torah, Safkan Nashim Torah. So the Morris and Israel in the Kiksif, Krabakulin, Yanahudiksif. So actually, it, it's a little bit complicated. It has to do with that entire verse uh, by the sons of Aaron. And it's talking about multiple mitzvahs that the sons of Aaron have. So are you saying that when it says sons of Aaron, it refers to everything there or just the beginning? Um, the Torah wouldn't... Uh, why do you have to have two separate psukim to say that women 
uh, are allowed to, to um, uh, make themselves bald by reg- uh, Kohanim women and, uh, and also Yisraelim women. Why do you need two separate psukim? Why wouldn't I just say, let's just tell you that the daughters of the Kohanim are allowed to do that, and I would infer it. Typically, Kohanim, the rules are tighter. Kohanim have more mitzvahs. And still, that only applies to the male sons of Aaron, not to the females. Uh, Yisrael, by Yisrael, who don't have quite as many laws, certainly it only applies to the males and not the females. So our question is, why do we need this limud by both the daughters of the Kohanim and by regular Salem that the love of making yourself bold doesn't apply? So the Mar says, Elav Gzereshavah, the answer is, if we didn't learn one to the other, which is the Gzei Roshava, I would have thought, I would have thought that, um, uh, that only the first thing um, is, the, uh, is, the, is uh, only the sons and not the daughters, but the other things in that Parsha are separate. So, Hashtanami Nemi Hifsik Inyan. So, maybe also uh, in that Pasuk over there, the daughters of Aaron only refers to the first thing, not to the last things. Um, again, you have to look in that Pusik where it mentions at the very beginning the uh, B'nai Aaron, but it doesn't mention it towards the end. And so the question is, is, it, is the, um, does it refer to the whole Pusik? Does um, someone have the whole Pusik there? Maybe you want to read the whole Pusik there? Um, the Arts Girl should have it on the right side somewhere. It's the Pusik in Banim Atem. Yeah. Yeah, that's the. So is the bunim only? No, that's, that's, that's not talking about the Kohanim. Yeah, the. Actually, it's talking about all of Klai Yisrael. It should be by Yikra Kaf Aleph. Rashi brings the beginning of it on the uh, two uh, that's top lines. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. So, um, so uh, the um, so the Morris question is really in that set of verses which talks about the balding. Why do I need uh, by Kohanim and by by regular uh, Yisraelim? So the Morris says, uh, what then? What? Why do we need to? Comp- uh, why would we need both? So the Now maybe uh, we want uh, we we need it for the following. There's a reason that we need to compare the two. That's not extra. We need it for another teaching because it says like this. It says don't make a bold spot. What happens if they made multiple bold spots? So how many times can we whip them? You know how many? Let's say they did it once. They already. It, it's, uh, is, is it over each time, or is it like just one big, uh, big thing? I think they plucked out their hair. I think that's what's like the, you know, they, you know, is it, is it for each one? So I would have thought, lo have only one. It says each balding is a separate sin. My uh, Why does it come to say? Why do we need to teach you that? Since it says, don't make these scratches. And don't make bold spots in between your eyes for over the grief over the dead. <coughs> I would have thought it's only in the middle of the head, like right on the top of the head, 
uh, how do I know if you just pull out something on the back of the head? It uses the word head, the head like in between the eyes. I only know they have extra mitzvahs. Yisraeli Menel, and how do you know Yisraeli Mosa aren't allowed to do any of this bowling stuff? Nemer Khan Karchov and Nemer Lon Karchov. My Khan Chayeva, just like over here by the Kohanim, every single bowling they're in trouble. The Chayeva Rosh Kibbeni Naim. And even if it's in the back of the head, like the front of the head, Af Lahalan, also by Yisraeli, Chayeva Karchov and Karchov. They're Chayev for each and every bowling. The Chayeva Rosh Kibbeni Naim. So our, our question was, why do we, there's a, um, a comparison of, of the uh, balding over there by the, the Kohanim, where the mitzvah said, to the balding over here by Yisraelim, what do we need the comparison for? So our answer is for two sets of dinim. One is for each and every uh, balding, and the other is for uh, right between the eyes and the whole head. So then the more, then umay laholan almeis, afkan almeis. So, um, and then... Uh, is, is it what about if a person is doing it out of a nervous habit, not because they um, they they're sad of a death? So, oh, it's very specific that a person is doing this out of excessive grieving. There is there is a there's a concept of not overdoing it. It's interesting. There's a certain amount of grieving that's necessary, and the Torah sets very strict boundaries. You know, grieving of uh, you know it's uh, it's pretty tough, but. It's limited, you know. If you reach a time where okay, you know. So there also that's a um, uh, if, if it's done al mes afkan al mes. So um, if that's true, uh, um, if you need it because you wouldn't know it, uh, or the kohanim it wouldn't apply to Israel, and that's why you need it. But then how would you know all those dinim? So the Gemara says im kein niktiv krakerach. It could have said bold without the hey. My There's room in there for two things. So basically, this is a whole big explanation to understand Issi, to learn that the balding doesn't apply to women. Rava says a third explanation. Rava says, He says, uh, he learns the Yalef Beninecha Mitfilin. It uses the same word by Tfilin. Tfilin are, uh, it's confusing because we don't actually wear Tfilin in between the eyes. It means on the spot on the head that corresponds to the place in between the eyes. That's one of those mysteries about why it says the uh, totifos, have your frontlets frontlet means your four compartment tefillin in between That's we're always going like this by the way if you're, you know, if you're a good Jew you always want to straighten your tefillin out so there, uh, well some people they have mirrors but the old, old fashioned way was there's a way to like make sure that it's like you know, uh, it's make sure your tefillin are between your eyes like, they're like Centered, I guess. I guess the problem is your head is round and your twelve hundred square, and so it's going to be naturally towards one side or the other. But you want to center it, right? So, the, um, but so uh, it says that by twelve. So, um, and by twelve, women don't do the I think. So here also by the balding, women don't do the I think. My the nashim tours, just like over there, women don't got to worry about putting any twelve in between their eyes. Afkan, Nashim Turis, also over here, women don't got to worry about making bald spots in between the eyes. So that's a third explanation of how we could learn that this doesn't apply to women. So again, that was Issy's. Issy said that the mitzvah not to bald one's head. Uh, by the way, uh, 
we get credit for that, for not balding. Baruch Hashem, and I don't think anybody here, I'm looking around, nobody here did that. So, we, you know, Baruch Hashem, you know, we, you know that, at least that one we got right. You know, like that's the, uh, um, you know, we, there's like Hashem gave us lots of mitzvahs, you know, like the, uh, uh, but the, the women, they don't have to worry about that one. And Issy, they had three explanations. So now you knew this was coming. Rava, my time. Why didn't Rava like Abaye's explanation? <laughs> Abaye had a beautiful drasha. So he is kar kar he didn't like the hay. He didn't darsh in the extra hay. But Abaye, and why didn't Abaye like Rava's explanation? Well, how do you know women don't have to wear tefillin? And uh, uh, where do they learn out? They learn out from the... Uh, the uh, where is the place of between the eyes? It doesn't actually mean between the eyes. It means makam shosin korcha rosh. It means uh, you can only bald yourself from a place where you'd normally have hair, right? You can't have hair. There can't be a mitzvah not to pull out your hair in between your eyes if you don't have hair in between your eyes. So just like over there, when it talks about uh, uh, balding in between the eyes, it means not between the eyes, but the part of hair which... I guess, you know, the truth is that in some haircuts, if you let the hair grow from the, that part, it'll eventually get in between the eyes. You know, the, it's called that a chup, you know, like the long, you know, the, if you let that grow enough, then it'll be in between the eyes. But, so it means the high part of the head, afkan makam anacha rosh. That's the part that it means. What do they do with the, uh, the extra pusik by Yisrael that it says banim? The answer is they use for the following. Look at it, Tanya. <coughs> this is a fascinating drusha, which comes uh, just in time for the Seresi Mechuva, which we started. Um, it's a, um, uh, we actually asked this in davening, you know, are we like servants or are we like sons? You know, we, we know that it sounds like that, um, whoops. Um, Good morning, Richard. I'm sorry. Hi, I, I just sent you a text this second. I was about to get offline. Oh, I'm sorry. I was. I, I wrote to you saying, uh, is there, there, there technical difficulties? It's 8.05. Is it because of sleep hosts? I mean, what's the story? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I was, um, I, 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 um, I think because I'm more tired, I didn't notice you were, you were knocking at the door. So you're always welcome to, uh, to, to ping me if I don't let you in right away. We, we're about five to ten minutes late, I think. Uh, than usual, but uh, oh, so you the class started already? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, um, <laughs> so okay. uh, we're on Lamed Vav Amad Aleph, and we're explaining the Issi's opinion that uh, he added an additional mitzvah that women uh, allow that women don't have to worry about, which is to making the bald spot. And we have three explanations for Issi, and um, uh, it has to do with those set of verses that refer to making the bald spot. Talk about sons or sons of Aaron, or sons of Hashem, and sons and not daughters. But according to everybody, we've, one of them is extra. So what do we do with the extra one? So that's what I was just telling you, is a nice Aserasi Mechuvah drasha. It says like this, You are children of the Lord. You know, the funny thing is that the other religions, they talk about their God being a child, the son of Hashem. Guess what? We're the, Torah says that, that we're the son of Hashem. <laughs> It says that the, the Jewish people are the son of God, you know. So it's, uh, we don't need to. You don't have to be. You don't have to be God to be the son of God. You could be. You know, Jewish people are the sons of God. It's. Uh, it, it's really again. I, I don't like to try to figure them out. But at any rate, 
it says, "Banim atam l'Hashem lokechem." But bezman she'atam noig minim banim. If you act like a proper son would act to a, a father, atakroim banim. Uh, then you have the right to be called a child, a son. This answers the question, why do we say to Hashem, are we like sons, are we like servants? Maybe we're not acting like a son. So if we don't act like a son, So he, he understood it, that you have to act like, like a child of Hashem. Red Meir says, He says, uh, even if you're a bad kid, you're still a son. There's a pasuk that says that even even when you're, when you're bad, you're still a bad kid. Okay. And if you don't like that pasuk, uh, there's another pasuk. It says lo umenbam. And if you don't like that one, you got good for nothing uh, seed. But if you don't like that one, uh, instead of calling them, saying, you're not my people, you are the children of the living God. So you have a number of verses that uh, point out to the fact that uh, we're considered children of Hashem. And even if we're bad, we're like bad children, but we're still children. Why do we need more than one verse to prove that, my Viomer, the key tema. Maybe you want to say Sikhu Demikri Vini. Maybe it's only if you're like foolish. You're like a foolish child. So a child can be foolish, and you didn't write him out of the book. You're just not happy that he's a fool, but he's still he's still you love him. But he's just about you know he's just he's just foolish. He less Muhammadusa, but if he's uh, wicked and he's not trustworthy, then maybe he's not called your son. So that's why you need the second part. The key tame, but it's one thing if he's not reliable and he's not dependable, he's still your son. But if he goes and does another religion, maybe then you throw him out of the book. The key tame, uh, maybe he's called a good-for-nothing son, but Bani Ma'isa, a good son, he's not called. Let's do a Rashi. Uh, if he's foolish, he's called my son. The only problem is he acts very foolishly. So Demikri Banim, he's not, he's not rebelling against me. He's just foolish. So, uh, you know, kids sometimes are foolish. But if they're wicked, they're not trustworthy, maybe they're not called sons. So um, this indicates that even when, we, even when we've act foolish and even when we rebel against Hashem, Hashem still loves us. He still considers us like a child. That's, that's, that's the ultimate uh, the lesson of it. Of the... So yes, it's a good shooter. <laughs> that I don't know. That I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Okay, new Mishnah. Uh, additional mitzvahs that uh, don't apply to women. So uh, there's a special ceremony when you bring a korban called smicha, where you put your hands on the korban. It's like you transfer uh, yourself to the animal in certain ways. That doesn't apply uh, to uh, women's offerings. Hasmichos. And also, they don't typically do the wave offerings. Certain offerings are waved. 
Uh, and again, we're going to see that those, those uh, particular mitzvot, women bring korbanos, but in those cases it said b'nei Yisrael, sons of Israel, excluding women. Um, so again, hasmichas v'atnufas v'hagashos and bringing near v'akmitas, and the separating v'haktoros v'hamalikos, v'hakabolos v'azos. All of these aspects of karbanas, noigen ba'anoshim, they apply to men and not to women, except, as always exception, mincha sota, the mincha of the flower offering of the sota, and the um, nazira, and if a woman is a female nazir, shehem menifas, they do the waving. But all these other things are excluded. So we, more, had a, we had a question before about whether or not a, a kohenes could actually do the other yeah, yeah, yeah. Here they're saying that, that she she can't because and well those, those aspects she can't but maybe other things she could well but that's the part that the coin can do i mean the czar can't ah, do that well there's many things but maybe they can do the put the blood you know or you know again they, they, these are specific avodas they can't in fact the opposite is true you see from here they can't do these things that implies other things they could do uh, so these things women are exempt it says, speak to sons of Israel and do the smicha. B'nei Yisrael, some kosein b'nei Yisrael, some. So women don't, uh, they don't have to worry about putting their hands on the animal. I bet they'd find that squeamish anyways. The, uh, it actually took a lot of energy, you know, as a, a, a big animals, you know. The, but Tanufus waving, dabar b'nei Yisrael v'heinif. B'nei Yisrael menif, and the sons of Israel, they wave, and the daughters of Israel don't wave. Hagash just exceeds those Torahs of Minka, hakrivosu b'nei Aaron, b'nei Aaron v'lobanosam. Kemitzas dixiv vehebia b'nei Aaron v'kamatz b'nei Aaron v'lobanos. The daughters they can't pull the hand of flower. Haktores dixiv akter also b'nei Aaron b'nei Aaron v'lobanos Aaron. Bahamalikos the special kind of shkita. Now shkita doesn't need to even be done by a kohen, but malika the the done with the fingernail dixiv malav hikter ishkis malika lahaktora that compares it to bringing uh, the incense. Bahakapolis receiving l'banek siviku b'nei Aaron. As we turn the page, I agree with Zu Kabbalah Saddam. So then we. What? The Holicha. Yeah, there are some things that are not mentioned. That's what I was trying to tell Dr. Yafi, that maybe there are certain things that could be done. But uh, but let's just wait a second. Um, uh, Because we're going to see. Tosas asked, somebody asked this yesterday about the Big Day Kahuna. What, what were the women wearing? There's no toast was going to ask that. So that was a good question. Oh, who wears the pants? Who wears the pants, right? The, uh, so anyways, so, uh, hold on. First, let's finish. So Hazar, the sprinkling. So which sprinkling are we talking about that women can't be sprinklers? So Ida para, if you're talking about the paraduma sprinkling, um, but that, that can't even be done by a regular Jew. That's only the coin gadol. Um, Rashi, Lozok, Sibay, Afilushar, Kohanim, Poslim. Even other Kohanim, even other Kohanim can't do that. Certainly women can't do that because they're, they're not the, they're, um, so uh, uh, the, uh, uh, what's it coming to exclude? So Ida, uh, basically only the Kohen Gadol could do it. So Ida, Pinim, maybe it's talking about to the Kodesh Kadashim, uh, you know, that sprinkling over there. So Hakoina Mashiksi, that also is only the Kain Gadol. El Hazadov. Maybe it's the sprinkling that was done for the bird. And Asivakavakamri Vibenso. Well we could know that because you don't do the sprinkling for the 
bigger animals, so certainly you don't do the sprinkling for the birds. My Ben Son a regular animal, a coin doesn't have to do the shkita, but kavala coin has also, but he better do the sprinkling. Ben Oaf, a bird offering, shikavala coin lamilikaso, you can only have a coin chef the bird offering. Only a coin could do the fingernail thing. Enudin shikavala, certainly only a coin could do the spritzing, and not a female kohenis. We said the one exception would be a minkasota and nazira. Let's see the taptosis. Kutmins and nazira neshemimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
don't get comfortable. Ad the omersli la until you explain this to me. Um, sometimes when people would sit down, they wouldn't be giving the lecture, and so he would say, no, no, don't sit down, so I need you to come up and explain this. Uh, How do you know? We said that this is a female offering, and in this case it's waived. If you remember, we had the Gemara in the Sota was trying to figure out, the Kohanim waive it together with the, the owner, but the Kohen is a boy, and the, in this case the woman, is, the owner is a female. So how would the Kohen wave together with the, with the Sota? Could that be, well, it's just going to blow up anyways, like, or was there room for both their hands? That was the whole discussion in Sota. But how do we know it needs to be waved? And how do you know uh, the, uh, that they do it together with the owner at the same time? We learn that from the peace offerings. My Khan Kohen, just like over here, it's waved by the Kohen, Aflaholan Kohen. Or my Lahola, just like over there, it's waved by the owner, Afkan Balin. So it's a duel, two people waving. Kate said, Kohen Machnas Yado, the Kohen, he puts his hand under the owner's hand and they wave together. Um, so what's the question? The question is, isn't it an interposition? If you have to have the Kohen's hand and you have to have the Israel's hand, so the Israel's hand is blocking the Kohen's hand. Let's see Tosus. Uh, second one from the bottom. Kohen Matitan Bailin Vim Tomra Vaha Havi Khatitsa. Isn't that a Khatitsa? Um so I'm not um not going to uh, have a chance to do that answer. It's a little more complicated than um but he, he has the question how exactly if it's if it's one hand under the other See, we were by the woman. We were trying to say, well, maybe it's like one, you know, separate. But if, if it has to be one is under the other, how does it help? How is it like the Cohen is doing the waving if his hand is on the other hand? That's going to be the question. Okay, back to the Mishnah. Uh, uh, new Mishnah. So, kol um, mitzvah So again, we were talking about male female mitzvahs, which apply to men, which apply to women, which do apply, which don't apply. Now we're talking about mitzvahs that apply only to being in the land of Israel. Kol mitzvah If the mitzvah has to do with the land, It only applies to the land. If it has nothing to do with land, It should apply outside the land. So that's, uh, that's the general rule, except for Orla, a tree in the first few years. Some people don't know that, by the way. Even outside the land of Israel, you don't use the tree the first few years. The good news is they don't grow much the first few years, usually. But there are some... I was out in Oregon, and my father-in-law showed me his grapes. Mm-hmm. They're two years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you got the bits of Orla. Very good. Um, there's a famous bottle of wine uh, that uh, they use Google Translate on the word, or the, in Israel, they want to make sure you know if you buy under Hashkocha that they're not selling you grapes that are from Orla the first two, three years. So on the bottle of wine, it says it's kosher and there's no Orla here. So Google Translate, the word Orla also means uncircumcised. <laughs> so it says, good news, if this wine has no circumcisions uh, in it. And, and, and 
they, it somehow made it. You could buy this bottle of wine, in, I think, in Steve's. Like they did, made it in, you know. Good thing to know that there's kosher. It's got no foreskins in it. You know, it's a, yeah. That's that's this word orla, uh, and also klayim, uh, which we'll leave for tomorrow. Okay, great day, meaningful fast, everybody. Sorry about that, Richard. I really must be spaced out if I uh, uh, I didn't didn't notice you were there. I'm, uh, we are running a drop plate. So. so how should I plan for the rest of the week? Um, five, so 750, 755? I would say 750. Um, tomorrow, should be back on uh, tomorrow should be better. Yeah. Um, it's just that the slichos are a drop longer, and it takes a little while till we learn what to skip and not to skip. You know, the, depends on who manages the minion, really, whether we... Um, uh, uh, what? Um, yeah, that's, that's true, but uh, but we officially we try to finish it at a, at a quarter two, but I would say five minutes fifty would be more more accurate. Seven fifty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, As it is, I, I run I run out of shoe. I, I quickly do things, finish up on my own. I see. Uh, At least you have five minutes, right? Right. Okay. That's right. Thank you very much. Yeah, have a good day. Be well. Yeah. And thank you for your message. Sure, absolutely. I was thinking about you. Yeah. I wrote back to you. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I'll take a look. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, be well. Um, can I ask a logistics question? Sure. Why don't we in general just